The executive producer for this episode of Walnut Grovecast is Rebecca Harris. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Walnut Grovecast. For the next couple months, Walnut Grovecast is returning to a weekly schedule. Along with Walnut Grovecast, I am working hard to finish up episodes of Bonnetheads and The Little House Book Club. Included in those side projects are more of your favorites, such as Wagon Talks, Character Discussions, interviews with cast members, and so much more. By now, you must have read Kelly Milkey's hilarious addition to the website, The Prairie Review. If not, please visit walnutgrovecast.com, and it's right there. It's right on top. As always, these shows and articles are not only free of charge, they are commercial-free. I would like to thank the following supporters for making that possible. Michelle Ferguson, Aaron McManus, Chelsea Wofford, Marissa Baker, Brandon Letoulier, Leah Chiapino, Cheryl Van Dusen, Thoy Rodriguez, Angie Zidava, Cheyenne Hampton, Chris Hassler from the VHS Rewind podcast, Laura Solarin, Dean, Almanzo Butler, Spunky Cheek, Dana Wilkins, Chantel Dubois Nishiyama, Melissa Halfpint Gilbert, Suzanne Holland, Leah Mitchell from the Retro TV podcast, Michelle Tarrier, Brian C. Mellenbacher, Marianne Lockwood, Margaret Laviska, Jennifer Jones, Julia Schroeder, Tanya Weber, Leah Chiapino, JJ Hurley, Elizabeth Villamagna, Robin Lee, Matilda Smith-Thompson, Shannon Quinton, Lydia Kikuchi from Late Nights with Hitchcock podcast, Elvira Dabas, Candy Gleason, Megan Eichner, Kelly Milkey from the Dr. Quincast podcast, Alicia Olin, Rachel Boren, Stephanie Carnes, Julia Monin, The No Agenda podcast, Peyton England, Matthew Mercier, Stacey Keller, Bobby Young, Teresa Trapp, Jeannie Schneider-Mitchell, Max Duration, Katie Bollinger, Whitney Cole, Laura Furman, Val Williams, Anne Quinn, Jeannie Comer, Aaron Wartman, Don Roberts, Rebecca Harris, Sherry Benner, Angela Bowen from the Looking Back on My Wonder Years of Wonder Years podcast, Susan King, Jeff Griffin, Megan Parker, Brian Sellers, Stephanie Bailey, Andre Bjarkison, Rhonda Ludwig, Stacey Corrigan, Whitney Griggs, Julia Jin, Jill Stellman, and finally Chris Cooling from the Forgotten TV podcast. Thank you all for your support. You make this podcast possible, and in my eyes, this is truly your podcast. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, please feel free to reach out. If you would like to support Walnut Grovecast, please visit patreon.com slash walnutgrovecast. Without further delay, please enjoy the newest episode of Walnut Grovecast. Today I have returning to the show, Annie Quinn. How are you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. We're, we're psyched. We're ready for this 
awesome episode that we're going to talk about. It's been a while since we spoke. Yes, it's been a long time. Um, and yeah, this is the cursed episode. I think we've canceled for either personal injuries or national things or um, acts of yes. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, you never they know. Want like the these days. to be recorded. Yeah, I mean, we're we're not going to stop. Uh oh, as the power goes out, you know. Yeah. Um, but how is everything with you? Is everything good? Everything's going great. Great. All right. Well, I'm glad you're back in the um, in the throne of, of Walnut Grove Cast. <laughs> but, Thank um, you very much. Do you want to talk about the episode we are reviewing tonight? Sure. We are reviewing the Hunters. Dun, it's dun, dun. Season three, episode ten, and it was um, on December twentieth, nineteen seventy six. Yeah. So this is like a Christmas episode, really. Right. Which right makes... before the blizzard. Was there a blizzard? Oh, I thought you meant there was a blizzard um, somewhere in the country. I'm no, sure there was. No. <laughs> I'm sure there was. Um, actually, I looked it up, and Little House in the Prairie, believe it or not, well, this episode runs how long? 90 minutes? Uh, 90 minutes. Which is weird, because I'm looking at the schedule. Like, you know, you can kind of look up the schedule of um, what aired. And Little House in the Prairie aired from 8 to 9.30. So they aired this with no commercials? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it says it's 114 minutes long. Huh. So they had 15 minutes of commercials. Yeah, I guess. Which is kind of um, insane, really, if you compare it to today's, which is on average about eight minutes for a half hour. Um, you know, each, you know, when you watch like an episode of say the right. office or something, it's like 22 minutes. So I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting running, um, on ABC and CBS, um, on CBS, you had, um, Rhoda and Phyllis, which I'm not sure what Phyllis is. That was a, that was a spinoff of Rhoda. Oh, really? Which was a spinoff of the Mary Tyler Moore show. That's weird. Well, and followed by Maud. Oh, a, a Christmas um, episode, Walter's Christmas gifts. But also on ABC, you had the Captain and Tennille, which was probably a family favorite as well. Yes, that was probably a Christmas special too. Yeah, like it was a lot of competition tonight, right? But nothing could compare with Burl Ives. <laughs> well, you know, you're absolutely right when you when you really think about bringing on such like a powerful guest star. Um, you know, who better during a Christmas time to than Chris, Chris Ives, um, Burl <laughs> Ives. <laughs> I mean, he was, um, he also narrated a ton of stuff, but yes. uh, what do you know him best for? Um, well, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, he was a yeah. snowman. Yeah, it was Sam the snowman, which is weird because in this episode, he's also Sam. Yeah, I, I guess he could only be one. I thought he was. I thought he was Frosty the Snowman. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Um, maybe I don't know no. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer so much, but I really used. I think I thought up until 30 seconds ago that he was still Frosty, but now I'm no, thinking about it. It's a different claymation, <laughs> totally different. Um, yes. So yeah, but he he was in a lot of different things. He, he had a pretty impressive career, and he worked. Up until um, the end of his, almost the end of his life. His mm -hmm. last thing was in 88, um, but he passed away in 
at 85. He was a good singer, too. Oh, I was recall. he? Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know too much about Bird Ives. Yeah, I mean, he sang um, in, in Rudolph, he sang uh, Silver and Gold. That was one of his songs. Oh, okay. Silver and Gold, right? Yes. <laughs> Maybe a Very little bit good. better than that, though. <laughs> um, he was the narrator of the Ewok adventure. That's kind of a pretty cool. Really? Thing. Yeah. And he was also, um, you know, I was talking to Kelly Milkey about this, and we brought up the movie Roots from the mid-70s. And I had seen it when I was little, believe it or not. But I I don't remember seeing I saw it like years and decades ago. But I, I'm going to revisit it. But I see he has a credit. He played Senator Arthur J. Justin. Huh. Yeah. Did so, not know that. Yeah. So I'm going to go back. And that was right after Little House, where he plays Sam Shelby. What a weird character to play in this episode. <clears throat> He, it, this is a weird episode. Yeah, this is a very strange episode. We open up with a crane shot of the little house. Um, we go right up to the window where Laura's in the window. Kind of strange. And she's <laughs> just, she's up and let's just be honest, she's bothering Mary. I mean, yeah. <laughs> everybody's, well, when is she not? everybody bothers Mary. It's very bothersome. But here we go. Um, this is up in the loft. Bouncing on the bed in the middle of the night. Gotta go talk to Pa. Why are you putting your stockings in your shoes? Cause I want to. Besides, I always do it anyway. But you're not. Yes, I do. If I put my stockings on and then put my feet in the shoes, be the same thing as putting my stockings in the shoes. That makes sense. Good logic there, Laura. <laughs> Um, yeah, write that in your remembrance book. So, with, she should have just asked to borrow Michael Landon's lifts. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking maybe she got the idea from Michael Landon. <laughs> add, add an extra three inches or something. Um, so she's trying to look bigger and taller like she's so grown up. She goes to Charles, and we're not really sure 100% at this point why, but probably in, in a scene that I completely forgot existed, right? We have Charles in the barn making, um, like, musket um, balls. Yeah, he's making bullets. Yeah. And, you know, this is something that goes to the books, you know, and he's doing it in a pretty similar way. Um, of course, the original Charles Ingalls did it in the house with all of everyone, not in the open air with the lead fumes and everything. Right. Which, of course, are toxic. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he, he's um, making the bullets and... It's kind of interesting. I, I thought um, a couple of things. He also took them out of the mold right away, it seemed. And yeah. he handled them. And I'm like, these things must be so hot. It's ridiculous. What are you doing? But Laura, yeah. Yeah, cool yeah like, give it a minute. Even in the book, like um, Laura burns her finger on him. Um, yep. So Laura comes to the barn and it's weird because Mary's like, why are you jump? You know, why are you bouncing on the bed in the middle of the night, right? And um, I don't think this is really middle of the night. I think it's like ten or eight, eight thirty. Yeah, if that eight. Yeah, probably eight. Yeah. Pa. Why, what on earth are you doing up this night? I wanted to tell you something. Well, it better be darn important. Oh, it is. 
I'm getting bigger, Pa. More than a whole inch bigger. Now, from the looks of you, you're doing most of your growing on top of your head. Now, you can talk about it tomorrow morning. I want you to get some sleep. She had pluffed up, I guess. I don't know if that's um, even a word. Her um, nightcap. So yeah. it makes it just, she looks ridiculous. It's like a baker's hat at this point. <laughs> you're going hunting tomorrow morning. I was afraid I might miss you. Well, you don't have to worry about that. Edward's taking a freight and run tomorrow. He's going to drop me off at Morgan Creek. I'll walk in from there. Now, come on. Give me a kiss goodnight. I want you to get some sleep. Some of these scenes are a little bit long, but we're going to fly through a lot of them, too. But I, I okay. think the setup is so important. Um, I'm just going to let it play a little bit. You like hunting, don't you, Pa? Well, it's kind of a good excuse to get to the mountains. But the important thing is we need the meat. You said that I could go when I got bigger. Well, you can. Maybe next time. That's what you said last time. Well, what I meant was when you get older, not bigger. Well, I am older. And more than a whole inch bigger. Oh. That's what this is all about, huh? I'm all caught up on my chores. And my schoolwork, too. I have point you know how your ma feels about girls going hunting. In your ma's book, a girl has a lot more important things to do. But what about in your book? In my book, you're putting me on a spot. So I think there's a lot of things in this episode that we don't see too often in Little House, right? That are pretty accurate. Right. Um, right? From the book, yeah. And being that this is a Christmas episode, do you think that they were just trying to do a little bit of a throwback to the way things were? I don't know. I'm not sure. They don't mention Christmas. Yeah, they don't mention Christmas at all. Um, but at the same time, we never hear like a girl can't do that. That's just something. I don't know. I can, I could probably think of maybe three or four things that have been said over the course of the entire series that that came out of like Pa's mouth or or even right. Ma. So I think thought that was kind of interesting. Um. So she's, she really wants to go hunting, and he says, all right, let me see what I can do, for the most part. He goes back to um, smeltering his uh, lead. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's having a good time, like, you know, making bullets. Michael yeah. Landon, rich man, making bullets. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so in, in bed that night, they, they've had their popcorn, they're, they're laying back, and... Um, <laughs> How was your popcorn? It was real good. Um, Sweet in the deal. Yeah, exactly. After <laughs> before, yeah, before you bring it up, you know. Oh, you know, I almost forgot to tell you. Mm-hmm. Half pint's a whole inch taller. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe the way that girl's growing. Mm-hmm. And you can practically see her growing every day. Mm-hmm. I'll let her hands down tomorrow. Or why don't you let her go hunting tomorrow? What? <laughs> why don't you just let her go hunting tomorrow? It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, why don't you just kill her? <laughs> just kill her right now. So she knows way- they don't usually disagree on stuff either, which I, I'm, I thought this scene kind of pointed out. They, they might disagree a little bit, but they really don't see eye to eye on this completely. No, not at all. Yeah, it was kind of. In, I thought that that was kind of another one of these little 
things that are just kind of uncharacteristic for these characters. Around the woods, you could be a big help to me in the camp. I don't want her going hunting. Why not? She's tomboy enough as it is, Charles, without encouraging her. Well, that's just the point. She's going to be a woman the rest of her life. Why don't we let her be a tomboy a little bit longer? You mark my words, one of these days she's going to walk in that door. She'll be a full-grown woman. You're going to say, where's that little girl I used to have? That's not the point. She's a girl, not a boy. I don't want her there. It's not proper. Oh, Carolyn, I promised her. I mean, she kept asking me, and I promised her. Did you ask her? (laughs) What'd she say? And that's it. It's over. (laughs) No. The end. Yeah, I mean... How old is she supposed to be here, you think? Do we do we get in? Well, it's season three. Was she 11? Maybe. 11 or... Yeah, she's probably 11. Yeah, by the looks of her, she's kind of 11 too. Um, Isaiah does not love this idea, and he's pretty vocal about it. Um, they're in the wagon. You know what you're doing. Risky thing, taking a woman along on a hunting trip. Uh, half pint's hardly a full-grown woman yet. I don't make no difference. Female's a female. Big, little, or in between. Bad luck. All bad luck, are they, huh? Well, I guess there's an exception now and again. I knew this engine was Cheyenne. Used to take his squaw along on hunt trips with him. The fact is, he wouldn't go without her. He's a real good hunter, huh? Oh, Skinner. Well, that squaw could skin out and dress four or five buffalo between lunch and supper. And as she as she's listening to this, uh, she's making these faces of like puke and uh, yeah, she's she's got some good facial expressions going on. It's interesting. She he brings up um, the Cheyenne. The Cheyenne are kind of a, a main focus in the other podcast that I, I've started doing called Doctor Quincast, and the Cheyenne are just a tremendous part of that particular show. I maybe it's just my focus there, but. I've never heard the Cheyenne mentioned on Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. It's usually the, um, what did they call them? The other, there's another um, local tribe that exists. It'll come to me and it's kind of an outdated name, but but nonetheless, Isaiah is going on and on about this and Laura's even looking a little bit worried hearing all this kind of stuff and, you know, Isaiah's is giving her a hard time. Maybe like in in all fairness, maybe he's kind of treating her just like one of the boys, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's not taking it easy on her, I guess. Definitely not. Um, even this type of thing, we don't see Isaiah acting like this towards Laura of all people. I mean, he was he's always so close to her. Right. He's always. I don't know. He yeah. was he was a little a holeish. Yeah, completely. He he was um definitely a bit of a schmuck to her and he's helping her put on her backpack, her hiking backpack. Arm right through there. Oh, whoop, the flaps open back here. Better tie that down. He picks up this huge rock. <laughs> and it's just so I tried to get a screenshot, but just you gotta watch the scene. It's not worthy of a screenshot. There, how's how's that feel? Feels heavier than I expected it. Oh, well, it's always like that the first day. Help you downhill. There you go. Happy hunting. Thanks, Mr. All right, off you go. It's a little ribbing. You know, it's a little bit of um, a little hazing, maybe. 
It's, yeah, you saw. I, I don't know. That was out of character for Isaiah, but yeah, it really was. Um, they're going on. I mean, they're hiking for the next little while, and I, I think Charles has asked Laura in this particular episode about eighty times. Are you all right? You okay? <laughs> keep You're it right? up. You keep it up. It's ridiculous, but um. She's walking up. They're going up this very steep, steep, steep incline. Um, and I'm just wondering where these inclines exist. Um, yeah, how far do they have to go? Yeah, this maybe another state or something. Bizarre. But um, here we go. This is kind of funny. It's a little visual, but it's kind of interesting. And the music in this episode is kind of fun. It's like very like yes, tribal. Like brum, brum, brum. Sure you're not too tired? No, sir. I'm not the least bit tired at all. And she goes to kneel down. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud at this, I thought. And um, she just falls backwards. Whoa! What's the matter? I don't know. There's something hard in my pack. There can't be nothing hard in there. All I packed was an extra change of clothes. Mr. Edwards. It's just, it actually looks bigger <laughs> than the rock that he put in. Um, but we get the funny Charles laugh, which is yes. going to put a smile on everyone's face. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's also good that it's like Charles is laughing at her. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's I think it's really great. Also, Charles wants this so badly. He wanted his son so badly. Um, and Laura's more than capable of doing this, sort of. I mean, until a little bit of a mishap. Yeah, until, yeah. It's not really her fault, I don't think, anyway. No, it's totally his fault. Yeah, I mean, 101, don't leave out a loaded gun. <laughs> Against a tree. Yeah, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, there wasn't a safety or anything like that back then, but still... Um, they're out, they're kind of enjoying their dinner. Um, and we get a nice little scene between Laura and Charles. And she's just saying how, when she was even more little, she thought she'd grow up and marry Pa. I think a lot of girls feel this way about their fathers. Yes. Um, I've heard this before anyway. Um, it's a very Laura episode, you know, it's a very, we don't, get these kind of Laura episodes very often for a show that's really revolving around Laura. Right. Um, you know, so many other people kind of take the spotlight. Maybe this was to refresh that. It's like we're going to move them forward with Laura. Um, let's see. We hear something sad about the mountains. Um, and that's from, this character, I'm forgetting his name. It's here. It's written here somewhere. But we we meet a young man, who, well, I'll, I'll just play this thing. Morning. Well, howdy. Charles Engel, my daughter Laura. Howdy, Miss. I haven't had a lady up here in a long time. <laughs> that's, that's you want a buyer? Exactly. <laughs> well, oddly enough, she has a price. And this is Johnny Crawford. Mm -hmm. He was in the Rifleman. He oh, was Mark okay. and the Rifleman. 
And he just recently passed away this oh, year. No. Oh, that's a sad thing. Um, yeah. How old was he? Because he's very, he's pretty young here. He's probably in his 20s. Yeah, I think he was 75 or something when he passed away. Wow. Well, rest in peace, buddy. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I really like this character a lot. What did you think of him? I think he, he was pretty, he was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a tremendous part of the entire story, but but at the same time, maybe he was a bit because we do get a, a very tense moment um, coming up. Right. But yeah, so they go on. I'm and Ben talk. Shelby. What are you up to? Nice to meet you. Hey, we're doing a little deer hunt. That's right. It's Ben. Ben Shelby. Ben. And his dad is Sam. Or here's gonna do the skinning for me. Well, <laughs> she makes this face of like, <laughs> stop, stop calling it skinning. I could use her myself. I got about 20 miles of trap line to run. Have you ever done any um, animal skinning or dealing with the hides and stuff? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, no. <laughs> have you? Yeah, I did. Um, oh, cool. A little bit. Um, because back in forever ago, I was really into a lot of Native American. Um, not, not so much the culture. I have a respect for the culture. But um, I... I was learning a lot of methods of recreating the um, headdresses that they have and different um, processes that they went through and different beadwork. And one of the things I really wanted to learn is how to process um, a hide from, you know, an animal to actual usable leather and, you know, using, um, using sweetbreads and it's, it's kind of a dangerous process actually to tan a hide um, and you know, I, I took a few short, um, shortcuts with, uh, modern chemicals, but it's still pretty harsh to, you know, turn hide into, um, or just the skin to, um, leather, but I did like small pieces. I, I never went and did like, you know, I made a jacket <laughs> <laughs> or a full suit like he's wearing. I, I upholstered an entire car. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm talking like um like a, a ten by ten piece, nothing nothing major. And I did skin a few um animals. I, I've I've gone hunting, I've never killed anything, but I did have the opportunity to skin a few things and um yeah, it's it, it's an eye opening experience, which I think I which I think people should um I don't know, if it's something that interests you and you can stomach it. Just that yeah, it's it's kinda gross. Yeah, it I don't think you, I could stomach it. Gives you a lot of respect for the animal, you know? Yes. Um, I mean, I guess that also depends on what, you know, what you're doing with the animal. But for my situation, a friend of mine um, is, that's why I called um, Burl Ives Bert, because this guy's name is Bert. Um, he He's just a huge hunter, and um, he's always just shooting everything. <laughs> and um, he had gotten a deer, and um, he just wanted to know if I wanted to kind of help him um, do that. And that wasn't that long ago. But deer hide is interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it, well, it seems like it'd be soft. Not if, I mean, it, at first it is. Um, but once it's processed, it's really, really soft. It's, it's like coach level. Ooh. It's like a nice coach purse. It's like buttery. But um, but yeah, it's an art form which um I know very little about. It's kind of followed some YouTube videos, 
But when I was much younger, I was following like these stringent specific ways from this uh, place in Jamaica, New York called um, gray owl, which was an incredible place anyway. Um, all right. So he's going on about what they're doing. Um, is that a spell? Hey, is that Grover out there? Nope. We got company. Where's that Grover? You've had his dang meat smoke for him for two weeks. He's only a few days late. Well, it seems longer when I can't have no sugar in my coffee. Oh, he'll be along. Come on out and meet the company. Ain't presentable. But if you need anything, I'm here. Thank you. Anything except sweet coffee. Can't give you that without no sugar. 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 <laughs> what a curmudgeon. Yeah. That's my life call right there. <laughs> One day. Just, I just don't want to lose my vision. <laughs> sure does get cantankerous over a little sugar. Yeah, I wish I could offer you something. We didn't pack it again. Oh, Glover will be here soon enough. He's the only trader in these parts, so we don't have much choice. We got some good smoked meat if you want to set us, Bill. Uh, I'd like to, but I think we better move on set up camp. Well, good hunting to you. Smoked meat. Yummy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Glover, we do get to meet Glover in the future. Um, ben goes in to speak to his father, and he's like, I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to be gone for a few days. And I kind of feel bad for Ben a little bit. Not Ben. Uh, Sam a little Sam, bit. Yeah. Because he's like, well, you know, maybe you could cut it short and be back. Because he's blind, of course. And that it just must be scary. He really relies heavily on his son for, like, everything. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of harsh. Yeah, it is. It's definitely harsh, but I feel for him. I, I can't help but feel bad for him. Right. Um, <clears throat> all right. So let's see. We get a little bit more of um, a lecture about certain things. Um, Laura's kind of like, I don't know how you remember all this stuff, Pa. And Pa compares it to something that maybe Laura would understand. How can a body find his way around places without a trail phone? Oh, yeah. Remembering a piece of country like a woman remembers a recipe. Like little things you see, like that funny little bent over pine we just passed. Now, there's another thing you can remember. All right, before I go to that, but yeah, I, I thought that that was another thing that wasn't so characteristic of the TV version of Charles. Right. Bringing up a woman remembers a recipe? Yeah, it's like that's the best you can. Maybe your homework. I don't know. You can <laughs> <laughs> memorize things, and I don't know. I, I just thought it was kind of strange, but he points out these two trees. Now see, there are twin trunks on that pine. They call that a schoolmarm tree. That's funny. Sure doesn't look like Miss Beetle. I think she'd be happy to hear you say that. <laughs> now, you said you had some information about the schoolmarm. Yes, I looked it up. It's kind of scandalous. Oh, really? Um, it's named after schoolmarms who were unmarried and pure. <laughs> and wouldn't roll over, and it has two forks that look like two legs that are closed like a prudish old spinster. Holy cow! <laughs> I know. Oh wow, that's uh, that is scandalous. <laughs> that gets the bell. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's really wild. <laughs> that I wonder if Charles shared that off screen. I know. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. It adds to the joke. It's like, that doesn't look like Miss Beetle, you know? Right. <laughs> no, it certainly doesn't. No. Nope. Um, 
All right. No, that's that's incredible. Um, boy, people had a dirty mind back in the day. We're they not sure afraid did. to say it. Um, so Charles is basically talking about how they're going to go hunting the next day. And Laura, I just, I don't know. I think Isaiah got to her a little bit. So she, they're just kind of discussing the next day. Big buck, huh? Yeah, we'll eat first. Then we'll hunt out the rest of the day. If we don't have any luck, we'll start out first thing in the morning. We? You mean I can go? Sure, what'd you think? Now, I didn't notice, um, spoiler alert, he's about to get shot. Um, I didn't notice the gun being right next to the tree, but I think maybe we're not even supposed to notice it. Well, he had gone, he thought he heard a buck. And he had gone to go shoot it, and it ended up being a doe with a fawn. Oh, that's right. I skipped over that. I'm sorry. And then he came. Then he came back and propped the gun up against the tree like a smart person. Yeah, loaded. Loaded <laughs> and yeah. primed. Um. All right. So. Well, I was just thinking about what Mr. Edwards said. Oh, yeah, fine, Mr. Edwards. Just joshing you. You mean I'm not really bad luck? I need to get the best luck I ever had. Aww. <laughs> well, let's nice see. foreshadowing. Let's see what you're thinking about eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so she's putting her, uh, she has a roll um, that she'll sleep on, and she's just kind of unraveling it. We're sure to get a big puck, huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> As I blow Dang. everyone's ear out. That, that's like a 50 caliber like um machine gun type of explosion um yeah he went he went high up in the air too he went he did like a 360 spin i took some screenshots it's <laughs> like whoa what are you doing um and at first you don't see him bleed you don't see him bleeding much in this episode. no there's not much blood um yeah but you know good shot laura you got him <laughs> She did shoot something big. Yeah. I mean, the horse is, of course, freaked out and goes and runs off. I mean, can you imagine? You're the best looker, you know, and oh, my God. So literally a minute later, it's just crazy how the scene goes. Um, Laura runs to him and Charles says, go and get the horse. And... I'll just play the scene. It's just kind of go now. And this scene, I, I think that this is one of these type of things that is really scary for anybody. It's like, you just don't want to die in front of your child. Right. You know? And um, he just has this little uh, moment. God, don't ever see me die. see me die and yeah it's like oh man and it's you know <laughs> i think i'd be yeah, mad that was, yeah that was very dramatic he did a very good job oh i thought so too because at first i was thinking like how mad i'd be <laughs> but then i'm like you know he makes a good point um we get a scene where laura catches up to the horse and then grabs its um, leash, the harness, <laughs> the harness, leash, <laughs> and 
Um, and the horse takes off dragging her. I mean, I'm not going to say a horse is really dragging Melissa Gilbert, but something's right. dragging Melissa Gilbert across the uh, forest ground. It's really just crazy. Um, well, it doesn't even rip her dress. No, it's she's fine. She gets the horse finally, calms him down, goes back to check on the That's my girl. And his final words were, uh, "Good shot." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Laura. How scary of a situation. I mean, um, why didn't they have a saddle? Do you think on the horse? Well, the it was just carrying up all their stuff. They didn't really ride it. I think it was like a pack horse. Oh, okay. Was it even their horse? Yeah. What? No, wasn't it? What's his name's horse? The um, Ben's? Or no, was it they theirs? had the horse. Okay. It was hooked to the back of the wagon. I don't know. I just feel like if you have a horse with a saddle, you can have it carry even more stuff. Right, like you. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? It can carry all the stuff instead of you having to carry it. Right. But no, I bet you he wishes he thought of that though. Actually, for no reason. But um, let's see. The Charles doesn't appear to have very much blood on him. But right. but Laura manages to help him up and onto the horse somehow. Now I've never been shot. Um, I'll assume you never. You've never been no, shot. No. You did just completely blow up your knee, right? Yes, I did. Um, can you imagine having, you know, the pain that you must be going through and I'm glad that you're feeling better and healing. Um, can you imagine having to like get up on a horse? Oh, pain no. like that. It was hard enough getting on the gurney. Ah, well, um, Charles did it somehow. He's like all hunched over as, as weak as you could possibly imagine Charles ever. Right. And they're going, they're kind of backtracking, and they're up, I don't know, a 45-degree angle. Yeah, thing. that was a w- wicked angle, and the rocks were falling, and... Yeah, it's like, like you can't hunt closer. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> there, there, are no, uh, there are no animals elsewhere. Um, the horse does this, like, massive flip. Um, there are shots of this, like you can find production stills of this scene where I don't know how they did this, but it looks like yeah. they really had the horse flip. Well, and poor man, Laura and horses. Yeah. I, I would not go with Laura if I were a horse. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ed, like, you know, does the head tilt like, hmm, you're right. Like, huh? Nope. Um, but she goes and checks on a horse. The horse is dead. Maybe. I mean, I don't think that would kill the horse. But um, it would certainly might break his leg, and now he's just sitting there suffering. Now we, right. We just won't bring that up anymore. Just, <laughs> he's dead enough to consider him abandoned. And I don't know if you heard it or not, but there was a penny whistle when Pa fell. Really? The horse. Yep. A penny whistle? All right, like wait. A- um, 
Oh, alright, that's after. Here we go. Wow. Yeah, that horse just looks dead, I guess. Yeah. Doesn't look that dead to me. Still a good horse. And wouldn't he have, like, broken some more ribs or done... I mean, there would have been more blood. Who, Charles or... um? Charles. Yeah, you know, he... Don't worry, his shirt's coming off, don't... <laughs> uh, Laura is just... <laughs> Laura's kind of keeping it cooler than I would at this point. Oh, yeah, I... Oh my god! god. No! <laughs> All right, so they're talking about their options at this point. You have to go back to the cabin yourself. Fetch me some help. I can't find my way back by myself. Yes, you can. You can do it. It's not far now. Oh, you know how mixed up I am. I can't even remember which way we came. At that point, you listen to me. Now you can do it. I can't even remember the ingredients for a chocolate chip cookie. Exactly. I'm just a girl. <laughs> remember the things you saw on the way remember like that like the school march now you can do it why don't you listen to me sometimes it it takes something like this in our lives to, to show us what we're made of good pep talk right but I'm made of sugar and spice right exactly <laughs> speaking of which do you have any candy you know <laughs> Yeah, it's um, phew, putting a kid through this. Um, she finds her way through it miraculously. Um, this is the luck I would have. The person I find would be blind. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't want to help, really. He's just like, I'm useless. I'm an old man who I don't even have a nose trimmer. And, um, <laughs> yeah, they got some good shots. Oh, man. His nose is full of hair. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of nose hair for a guy with, you know, for a celebrity. I think they yeah. would just trim him up. What was that about? She convinces um, him to come somehow. And he's kind of, um, he's not totally grumpy. He's like, you know what? I'll do what I can. I'll try to help you. They finally make their way back to where Charles is. And I love this, like, Charles is like, oh, hey, half pipe. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, well, a little bit of that, but um, just the way he responds to her coming back. Hey, half pipe. <laughs> it's like, hey. <laughs> but I think it's just him being delirious. You all right, Pa? I'm still alive, I expect. Oh, Mr. Shelby. He's going to help me get you back. The wrong Mr. Shelby. Exactly. Oh. I ain't got much to offer, but I'm all there is. You think you can get me back? Well, quicks the two of us. Just catch hold, any words will do. All right, so this story wouldn't work with my um, my fan fiction change here, but wouldn't it have been... For the entire story, wouldn't it have been interesting if instead of Laura, it was Mary um, having to deal with this blind person, maybe even showing certain 
um, like hostility towards him. And then in oh, the future, yeah. yeah, I mean, it would it would be kind of interesting, but of course it's a Laura episode. <clears throat> I mean, imagine looking back on that, you know, like you know, and even when she goes blind, you go, I, I should have been nicer that man, you know, that yeah, type of thing. That old man. That old man. <laughs> um, the, the old Santa. Yeah, it's like the Santa. Um, so he helps them get back to his cabin. And we think everything's going to be great, but the problem is, is that Ben is out hunting. They also have this bear that's just tied to a rack. <laughs> I mean, it's just the skin. And, you know, this is, this is correct. This is the way you do it. But I'm, I'm always amazed that on Little Ass in the Prairie, they're doing it the right way. I mean, they built the cabin. The cabin looks great. Um, the way they're kind of um, stretching the skin and everything, it's all kind of correct. It's crazy. We get kind of soft music here. We're like, yeah, it's going to be fine. And, you know, don't worry. Charles's shirt came right off. Yeah, it came right off. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I think Burl Ives plays the blind guy a little too much. A little bit. You know, it's, you don't have to be wide eyed, you know, just, he, he just, his eyes are just overly alert. They are. And his mouth is open all the time. Actually not in the scene that I'm looking at, but um, those nostrils are full of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how he smells anything. <laughs> those things are filtering everything out. <laughs> Exactly. I'm gonna be all right. Just keep that thought in your head. I'm gonna be fine. Then I'll fetch the doctor as soon as he comes back. What'll that be? In the morning, I hope. What do you mean, hope? Well, it's a hard one to figure. Now and then, he'll take an ocean run both lines at once, uh, the Cedar Creek and North Fork. He said he'd be back. We, he, he mostly does one at a time. At first I was like, oh man, this guy is full of good news. Um, but it, had he not been as um, open with the, the scenario, he, I don't know, they might have just kind of sat around waiting. Right. Um, Alright, so we get a, a shot of Sam Talking to his horses because it's a lonely world out there when there are no women, not a not a <laughs> one, except for Laura, and she's eleven. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Brown, we might as well head back. Ain't gonna find more than three or four skins up the North Fork anyway. <laughs> to me, that sounded like a Star Wars like Tauntaun or something. Oh yeah, like a Wookie. But he hears it and he thinks it's something. Well, it appears we got some company. Or donkey? Oh, that's what oh, it is. Oh, it's a burrow. Oh. It's Glover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben goes over and he sees his buddy Glover and um, talks to him. Oh, boy. 
that coffee. Where are you? Glover's got a perfectly seasoned um, cast iron pan. And I, he's yes, cooking. He does. I'm jealous. Yeah, he's cooking it up. Glover! Benji boy! What are you doing out here? Well, I could ask you the same. We've been expecting you. Oh, I got so sick and tired of making the same round month. Blah, blah, blah. So, what. <laughs> The reason why I'm rushing a little bit is because this is a very long episode with a lot of chatter um, that really, I mean, it's a slow paced episode, but I think it's a good episode, but it's very, very slow paced. Yes. Um, so what, what um, Glover does is he says that he's going to go check on Ben. No, he's going to check on Sam. Jeez. If you get these people together, he tells Sam, I'll go. Ugh. He tells Ben. He's going to check on Sam. That way, Ben can stay out and do more hunting. And uh, and that's, you know, kind of like what this whole four, five-minute scene is all about. <laughs> um, let's see. We get a scene where Pa is um, going to take some spirits, you know? Ooh, yes, he doesn't drink. Yeah. Well, he's he's been he known to have a drink. Edwards wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that whiskey'd be gone. I'm thirsty. Thirsty. Give me some of this. What is it? Whiskey. My pa doesn't take spirits. Well, he's got the pain of the devil in him, child. He'll be forgiven. He'll ease the pain. I'm so, it would have been just kind of humorous if he took a sip of it first or, or just down the whole thing. He's like, oh, this first one's for me, though. <laughs> I need it after today. So, yeah, he, he drinks it. And, yeah. Well, That's some harsh hooch. <laughs> sure, it's real good whiskey, too. Yeah, right. It's some rot gut. <laughs> Ugh. Um,. Yeah, I mean, this is like stuff that, you know, you get in the, the deep woods, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, And I'm sure like a shot of whiskey is going to actually probably help quite a bit, um, at least for the next 20 minutes. Laura decides to get help. And Charles kind of explains where she needs to go. And the cool thing is, is Sam is like, no, 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 you make a left there. He, it's as though... <laughs> He's memorized the entire area. He grew up there, I'm assuming. Um, I don't know where, you know, Mrs. Sam. Yeah, I don't know how they got Ben. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they had to have, there had to have been a Mrs. Sam at some point. I forget what their last name is, but yeah, I mean, unless, you know, unless we get that one weird line, you know, where Laura says that, she thought that when she grows up, she would be a boy, but she now knows that's silly, which I think would raise a lot of eyebrows if it were to come out nowadays. Yes. It could be whatever you want. And it's possible that Sam could have mothered Ben. <laughs> Very possible Gross. in today's world. So let's see. So, yeah, so he she convinces Sam to go and just kind of go with them. You know, it's kind of weird. Sam is, um, 
speaking to Ben in the air, which I thought he was talking to God at first. I thought that would make more sense. But he goes out to the porch and he says this. Of all the times, you've got to do it. You pick now. You ain't done both lines together since last break. The band's going to die in there, Ben, because you took that crazy notion to go to North Fork. Four, maybe five skins all you get. All you ever get off of North Fork. Five skins for a man's life. Then you done it despite me. Because I wouldn't go. I got to get up and go. Can't live the rest of my life around this cabin. All this pestering you to fetch the water up from the creek. My yeah, he just goes on. His accent is pretty thick, actually. I mean, it seems to really be almost natural. Um, he's... It's weird that he says you only get like four or five skins. Meanwhile, you know, Ben is more conservative. He's seeing more of a three or four. Right. For a man's life. For a man's life. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he is getting heavily invested here. He's like, we have to help. Laura mentions that they're going to be leaving now. Um, they brought a huge pail of water. We're leaving now. It was a boy. There about noon. Same place he left us. Don't you worry about me. I'll be fine. I'll be here when you get back. Fat and sassy. Did you say fat and sass and sassy? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I've never heard him say that before, uh, so it's not even anything that would. Yeah. It was know. weird. That was going to be the original name of this podcast, Fat and Sassy. <laughs> um, I think maybe he's sipping on that whiskey. <laughs> maybe. I think that he uh, they left that bottle um, within arm's reach. He's like, I'm feeling good. Fat and sassy. <laughs> Fat and sassy. <laughs> Bad and sassy. I don't know what he's talking about. Ah, they're just hugging. So, like all double episodes, like I said, I mean, there are tons of visual scenes. Um, really nice visual scenes, by the way. But Sam is kind of wondering what is going on. Um, I'm sorry, no, he's not. He gets to an area and he's kind of questioning where he is. He thinks he knows where he's going. Things are not where they kind of, he expected them to be. It's possible. He said the last time that he was out there was five years ago. Is that what yeah. he said? So it's, you know, it's possible trees do wash away in floods. Like he said, Laura's just constantly saying, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Exactly. <laughs> But they're lost. Um, I'm going to play this. And I think that lore is kind of cruel here. Can you make out the ridge just above us there? Rocks along the spine. They had to have been walking for quite some time, too, because Laura's um, all dirty again. Yes, and her hair keeps getting braided and unbraided. Yeah. You notice that? Like, she went and redid it. Her braids were practically falling out before. Yeah. Morgan Creek on the other side. It's all trees. No rocks? Like the roach mane of a horse? Can't see. Look sharp, girl. Are you blind? 
What are you blind? <laughs> See, that's the thing. If it was Mary, it'd be like foreshadowing. It'd be classic. I can't see it. It's not that you know Mary would be hysterical. <laughs> yes, she would. I can't do it. I can't. Where are my glasses? I need to start a fire. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they'll start a fire all on their own. They're magic glasses. <laughs> In the forest. Can't see anything. Forest. Big trees. How big? It takes her over to how big? Uh, how do you explain? Takes to see over. the ferns? Oh, they're yeah, walking the, through ferns. They're natural ferns. Though. Does that count? <laughs> Maybe that's why they chose the location. Yes. You know what? Actually, I wonder if all the ferns came from here. It's like, you know, let's, you know, harvest ferns. Ooh, they could have made a boatload of money. Maybe Charles Ingalls had a fern um, farm. And he would sell them at discount to the little house crew. You know, Charles's fern farm. (laughs) Oh, I could dream. So she brings him to a fallen tree and there's moss on it. I thought he was going to like say, oh, there's moss. And he's like, we got to go back. We have to go back now because I'm lost. I don't know where I am. And she refuses, which I just thought that this particular scene was just a bit cruel. And I'm not going back. No, 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 no. Give me, give me a hand. Wait, don't wait now. Wait, wait, wait for me now. Wait, child. I have please. And he, she's just standing a little bit far away, quietly watching him panic. Right. I don't know. I felt bad for him. Please don't do this to me, child. Huh? Child? I mean, think about it. You leave him there, and it's a death sentence. Definitely. Like, you know, nobody's going to find him. Give me your hand now. Don't do this. Don't you do this to me. He's falling. Child. 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 Sorry, Mr. Shelby. That's my pa out there. Child, I don't know if I'm going right. We'll know when we reach the top. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Dang, give him a second. Yeah, pretty bossy. Jeez. I guess we know who's boss now. <laughs> um, we get some crazy music because Charles wakes up and um, being the klutz that he is, he knocks over the water jug. He's like, I need water, water. Um, his is red paint all over himself. Exactly. <laughs> Does not look like blood at all. No. Um, and we get, um, I took the screenshot. It looks like he's coming out of a sauna after like, three hours He's all sweaty and shirtless. You know, he's, he looks bad. Um, But here, we get this kind of weird music as he stumbles out. (laughs) 
just reminds me so much of Hitchcock. It's Yeah, he's leaving bloody handprints everywhere, too. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, good point. Good eye. Like, I can see James Stewart, like, um, driving his car and, like, it's episode in, in <laughs> going the off the cliff. Yeah, like, you know, almost going over the cliff. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, that's my, that's <laughs> the best James Stewart I can do. And to where he looks at the big barrel of water and then walks right by it he and goes right by it with socks on. And he falls and white in athletic socks, please. They yeah. did not get that right. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Like, I'm assuming they wore socks, but yeah, they wouldn't have white socks. No. Ma wouldn't have. Those, that would be his fine. those socks. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, white. Come on. Come on. It's ridiculous. Um, but he collapses. <laughs> they would get ruined. Let's see, where are we now? Um, so Sam and Laura come across a particular landmark and they kind of cheer and they start freaking out. So I'll play that because we need something positive here. Mr. Shelby, I can see a creek down below. Right below us? Yeah. A creek. And it's kind of funny. <laughs> Um, Sam goes running and he just falls right over this tree and I'm like, he's dead now. Great. Exactly. <laughs> Poor Laura. Mr. Shelby! Mr. Shelby! Mr. Shelby, are you alright? <laughs> of course I'm alright. I know where I am and I ain't scared a bit. Get by the stick and come on. Yeah! <laughs> So he got over his little fear there. Not little, but um, he got over this fear of leaving the house and not being yeah, able to do anything. Yeah, down the hill. Yeah, Laura's really just saving the day for everyone. Um, Glover shows up to check in on Sam, sees the blood, and just kind of thinks like, all right, um, maybe it's Ben who's bleeding. I have to go check on him. When he's going to check, he rides right past Charles. Why wouldn't he go try to find Sam? I don't understand that. Why would he do what? He didn't go try to find where Sam was. If Sam was bleeding, he should have gone and found him. But then he goes to find Ben. It's just weird. Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe to help find... I was wondering why he didn't leave his animals there. Like, just tie them. Like, yeah, awesome. they're kind of just slowing you down. Like, Kind of weird. But, um... We get this kind of jolly music all of a sudden with um, Sam and Laura, almost like Pa's not dying and they're not still pretty much lost. This is like the kind of music you get in the beginning of a Willie episode, you know? Yeah, or it sounds like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. So they make it down to Morgan's Creek. If I hear somebody say Morgan's Creek one more time, I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. But yeah, Sam's finding his way for the moment. 
because then almost immediately they're lost again. Yes. Well, it ain't Morgan. Are you sure? We should quit asking me that. I ain't sure about nothing right now except this water ain't moving. <laughs> He's getting kind of grumpy, too. It's kind he of. He is. Although, wouldn't you just love to t- tell someone after they've asked you the yeah. same thing 20 times? Yes. Honey, we ain't Morgan. We're in McGee. We're heading west, not south. Must be over the next ridge. You were sure. But I was wrong! But yeah, they're kind of, you know, they're fighting a little bit. I mean, this is going <laughs> to, it's the way relationships are. So uh, Laura's just losing her mind. Child. Now you listen to me, child. I can't go back with you, and you can't find the roadhead without me. And I ain't going back. Give me your hand. And now the tables have turned. So that's kind of an interesting thing. They're kind of working, but, you know, they're still lost. <laughs> so, But don't worry, because yeah. two minutes later, they do um, legitimately find Morgan's Creek. <laughs> Nose kind of remembers sometimes when your mind don't. Now, this particular scene, it's a um, one hour, two minutes in. Um, speaking of Hitchcock, we get this kind of weird shot with her where they zoom in um, as as they're pulling back, and you get this kind of that weird effect where the background kind of moves, but she doesn't, and then it right. zooms in. I mean, maybe it was just an accident or something. I, I don't see them intentionally doing that, but I ain't smelled Morgan's Canyon and you know, I bet you ten ten years, but there's something familiar about this. Just have to be it. Let me tell you something, honey. If this ain't Morgan's, we're gonna climb the next ridge and the next ridge and the ridge after that. Yikes. And we're gonna find Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> And he'll help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Laura, they finally walk so much that Laura, they walk around the entire planet and they find Isaiah. Um, and she just kind of can't believe it. What is it? Mr. Edwards! <laughs> what was that? He's exactly. Like, Dang, he's lucky he didn't get shot. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm expecting Isaiah to go boom. It's like, well, it, at least he helped us. Yeah, he did sound like a, a bit of an um, an Indian call. Um, but yeah, Laura runs up to Isaiah. Wait. All right. What is it? What's wrong? <laughs> Where's your paw? Who's this old man? <laughs> he doesn't even see him. Right. He's been shot. He's hurt bad. We need a doctor. All right, all right. A real doctor, not Doc. <laughs> not Doc Baker. No, Doc Baker, not him. Although you might want to grab some of his morphine because that is uh, clearly an alcoholic by the time they get back. I like it. <laughs> Spirit. It's spirits. How, why would you say spirits are bad? I'll get him now. You wait right here, all right? 
You all right? All right. Why wouldn't he take her? Um, yeah, I... You don't leave a little girl by herself, right? Well, don't worry, there's a blind old man. <laughs> that they can... Um, yeah, definitely a strange thing. I don't know why he wouldn't just say, you know, come, come on. here to have some of this jerky or something. You look hungry. Um... All right, so they do get back to the cabin. They get a doctor, and they come back, and Charles is missing. He's gone. He's playing again. Maybe your boy come back, took him somewhere to get him help. Now, Ben wouldn't have put him on a horse. I just know where you took him. He's drinking water. Ground's still wet. He needed water. Yeah, so, you know, he's like, well, he's around here somewhere. Maybe he wet the bed. How does he know it's drinking water? It's possible. Well, he knows. He's blind. You know, he's been through this. Isaiah finally finds him. They do another, like, 20-minute manhunt. Bring him back to yeah, the house. Yeah, he had to go a long way to get to that creek. Yeah, I mean, he had to walk quite a bit, right? I mean, a little too far. Um, So, doctors looking at him. They put up, like, a sheet for privacy. Doesn't seem like it's fatal, Right away, like there doesn't seem to be any complication or anything. Laura's just not Doc Baker. Laura's going on and on about how she blames herself, of course, I guess, but it was really just a negligent accident. And Sam is basically just kind of listening, and I don't know, he's really invested at this point. Sam finally goes out to the barn. Yeah. And they brought the crickets with them. They did. But you can't guess who it is talking. Been a long time, Lord, ain't it? Long time. Yeah. I guess I just got tired of asking you for the same thing. Of course, I guess you must have got tired of having me ask for it, too. Well, I got a surprise for you, Lord. I ain't asking to see this world of yours this time. You see, I... I got a little friend who needs your help more than me, a lot more. Now, it ain't her pa dying that's worrying me. I think we all gonna die sometime, but... But not this way. Lord, not this way, not not so that she blame herself. That kind of guilt is a sight worse than dying. I know that I, I got no right to be asking. I know that. I've been thinking some bad things about you. You probably know that. But I, I did get off my butt and tried today. I tried. I think it's nice, you know, somebody who's um, maybe given up on praying and, uh, you know, he's kind of selflessly, you know, praying uh, for his um, healing. Praying for someone else. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what prayers um, should be, really. You're not supposed to really pray for yourself. You're not supposed to say, God, can please let me find a PS5 tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's. Give me some sugar. 
Please. <laughs> just, just give me some sugar. Just. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Laura. Laura learns that um, Charles has woken up the next day. He's kind of. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's making a slow recovery. Um, and it's just really good that he woke up. She wants to talk to a pa. That bite. That bite, your paw's okay. That bite. I'm kind of hungry. I could eat a horse. <laughs> I'm kind of hungover. <laughs> eat a horse womp, womp. <laughs> oddly enough I know where there might be some meat <laughs> fresh <laughs> yeah Ben Ben finally shows up yeah good job Ben He's, he was at the weekend retreat Ben pulls this total cowboy move coming off the horse did you notice yeah. that yeah it's like whoa chippy Wait it for it to stop. You're gonna sprain an ankle. Oh, thank God you're all right. Oh, oh. Of course I'm all right, boy. I'm blind, but I ain't dead. <laughs> so you get kind of um, opened up the skies. I almost opened up his eyes. Um, just <laughs> kind of gave him a purpose and right. Maybe that's what people need sometimes when they're kind of just down on themselves. And, you know, I thought that that was kind of nice. We get a little bit of um, a voiceover, which a voiceover before the end. The doctor stayed with Pa for five days until the fever was gone and we could start for home. Five days. Holy cow. Did the bullet go all the way through? I don't understand. He was bleeding in the back as well as the front. So it's right, possible so it went right through him. Oof, and that's a bad spot. I mean, it went through his stomach, it looked like. Yeah. But the fever was gone in five days? What? It's a know. miracle. Maybe they had some Cheyenne medicine from Maybe they did. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. The doctor, I looked up the doctor, and he was actually in I Was a Teenage Werewolf. Oh, really? Yes, he played Frank, whoever that was. Oh, wow. You know, so in 1957, he was in another movie with uh, Michael Landon. He didn't, he looks a lot younger. What was he, four? I don't know. <laughs> um, Charles is getting on the horse. You know, he's he's ready for home. Right. Thanks for having me. Do you think Isaiah went home to let everyone know everything's going to be fine? They're going to be delayed. I know. How did, how did Ma know? They were gone. That was weird. Wouldn't Ma want to come? Uh, maybe not. She couldn't maybe come back. I don't know. I don't know how this would all work. For my pleasure. Or just says, thank you. 
never forget you for the rest of my life. I'll never forget you, neither. Very sweet. And we never heard about them again. But You'd have thought that in the retrospect of, I remember all of her, you know, when she goes back and remembers her childhood, she would have told Albert this story. Yeah, this is a good story. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of thing that happened. Well, it doesn't, I don't believe this really happens, but if this had happened between a child and their parent, you would never yell at the parent, the um, kid again. Right. I mean, this kid saved your life. I mean, how could you ever punish Laura again or say she can't do something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You owe her a life debt. So, um, it did him though, but, what she did? Well, she. No one said she wasn't clumsy. Ben, and she lost their horse. Yeah, that the, horses are pretty expensive. Still, Sam and Ben talk about um, the uh, prospect of going hunting, and Ben is very pleasantly surprised by Sam's approach. Turn around, if you and me is going to run trap lines. We best get going. What's a crap line? <laughs> or a trap line. Oh, a trap, a crap line. <laughs> I guess not a word this guy says. Back, back it up. I'll get her some water. And he just kind of walks out. <laughs> He's ready to kind of do his best way of living, right? Yeah. Gonna go find Morgan's Creek again. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, it was never Morgan's Creek. It was just, uh, he was just always wrong, completely wrong. Um, I like this episode. I felt like it just did not need to be a double episode. No. Um, it also felt a little bit like a pilot of a TV show for Ben and Sam. Yeah, it could have, it could have been a spinoff. You know, like, you know, Ben lives in the wilderness with his blind father and hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs> and then after all that tragedy and all that good time we get the the wonderful song and everything's fine again Aww. So everything's good we're all good but um well any we, we've made it to the end of the episode yes finally yes um thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate you taking the time to kind of pop on here and Oh, thank you. And we did it. I mean, unless it didn't record, which it looks as though it, it did record. Oh, good. <laughs> and um, it's like, dang it. I stopped, didn't push the button. Now this is, um, I think that this is a great family episode, right? It but, is. But you don't get the other characters really Except at all. Except for the school marm tree. That That's... I Not think, very family friendly. I think the school marm uh, fact that you found is incredible. I think that's <laughs> that that brings something so innocent to something so like gossipy and kind of nasty almost. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I would have liked the school marm that didn't look like that trick. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting Walnut Grovecast by heading over to patreon.com slash Grovecast. 